1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
2: Fall Guy. That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot...
1: Hey everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal Constitution with another edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook, at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope that you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal Constitution. On today's podcast, I'll be joined by two special guests, Atlanta united's miles robinson and mo adams who are here to discuss the black players coalition of mls a group that recently formed in the wake of the death of george floyd according to the organization's own statement it aims to address racial inequalities in mls fight racism in soccer elevate black voices and positively impact black communities across the u.s. and canada mo and miles i want to thank you all for being here So, when you first heard about this group, what were what were your thoughts? Uh, what, was it about time or or more curiosity? What what were y'all thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was uh, definitely a a sense of about time, especially with what was going on or has been going on. Um, and I think the fact that it was player driven, you know, emphasized that us as black players in the league, you know, need a platform on which we're able to voice our opinions and, and speak our mind. Um, and just, yeah, just coming together. I think, you know, the sense of unity and and, and uh, strength between the players and the bond that we've all created over the past few, few weeks or months, whatever it's been, um, was essential in order to drive this forward, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like Mo said, I think it was very important that it's player-driven, not, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people who probably want to get in and out and um, and to be a part of all of this. But uh, the fact that it was player-driven is, is I think, very big.
1: And I know neither of you are among the group's leaders that are listed on that original statement. Um, how active will you be or can you be within the group?
2: Yeah, I think the platform is there. I mean, if for you to be involved as, as much as you would like, I think – That's the beauty of it. Um, You're able to to share your opinions and and, and, uh, ideas together to the group. And, you know, it's one, if it's one that's, you know, um, recommended by everybody else, it's action can be taken, I think. Um, But the platform is there for us to kind of share ideas. I think, of course, you have those guys who are the leaders of the group, but, you know, they've kind of uh, allowed us to, you know, have an, an input or even a say into where we would like to take this moving forward.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's, it's good. There's a lot of, you know, veterans in the group and also young players in the group. And, um, yeah, there's a constant flow of ideas going, um, you know, on Zoom calls, through email threads. Um, but, yeah, it's just good to have, you know, somewhat of a voice uh, uh, as black players in this league.
1: Well, did this come together? Was it – I'm sorry, was it coming together before the George Floyd – News, or was that the spark to to enable this group to come together? Do do y'all know?
0: I, I think um, I think it was just more the fact that since there's so much momentum in terms of like civil rights and stuff right. uh, throughout the country, uh, it's it, like makes it a perfect opportunity to be to start something like this. So, That's uh, and, what I was thinking,
1: yeah, that, well, that makes sense. And your opinions, what are the most important things that need to be addressed?
2: within MLS um for me I think it's just being able to to recognize those players uh or what what they may be suffering or going through throughout this period I think you know like you look at the NBA for example a lot of people or a lot of players don't necessarily want to compete in tournaments right now just because of what's going on and they feel there's bigger issues to be addressed um so I think this gives us an opportunity to do both um I think being in a in a place like Orlando, where all the players are kind of put into one bubble together to be able to to kind of unite and uh work together and in, in creating something and 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 working something out is important. I think the league of course approval of this uh kind of platform is is essential in order for us to voice our opinions at the same time but also to take part in this tournament
0: yeah um yeah, I think it's important for um, black players in this league to have a voice. And I think this coalition um, allows us to have a united voice in terms of any types of injustices that there are in this league and in soccer in general, um, in specific clubs. Um, I think it just allows us to have some sort of power that we didn't um, before. Um, and, but that's just in terms of injustices that um, you know black people face every day
1: reading the essays that some of the players have written that have been posted on MLS soccer, a couple of the players pointed out the, um, the lack of diversity within coaches, uh, within front office. Um, how concerning is that to y'all that there is such a lack of diversity?
2: Yeah. I mean, you can see it as maybe limited opportunities from the top of my head. I can only think of Robin Fraser, the only black coach in the league maybe, um, so
1: uh, Thierry Henry in Montreal. Thierry Henry, the yeah. other one,
2: sorry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's only like a couple that you can really think of. And, you know, if, uh, we, we don't want to kind of be discriminated or feel as though maybe, you know, people don't necessarily look at you for what you bring to the table um, due to your skin color or or your race or your background, for example. So for us, it's just, of course, it's worrying to see, but I think, you know, something that has to turn and take a shift to make everything, every um, opportunity out there equal for everybody, no matter the race or background that you're from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you look at the head coaches, you look at the, um, you know, the GMs, the owners, um, there's obviously fewer uh, African-American or black people um, in those positions, but it's obviously not just the MLS. Um, it's every big league, every big corporation um, across the country, but, just creating something like this um, just allows us to, you know, talk about these problems and um, try to make a change for, um, for good. And I think that's what uh, it comes down to.
1: You mentioned the the civil rights, the ongoing civil rights struggle. Um, Well, it's been ongoing for decades, uh, centuries. Uh, I'm curious though, in the past, you know, uh, three months or so, have y'all's lives changed uh, or how have they changed in the past three months?
0: Um, I mean for me I'm not sure if they've changed uh, it seems like it's it's like just being put into perspective across the country these types of issues uh-huh. um, you know maybe some some of my friends are texting me saying oh I hope you're feeling good through all this but um, in reality it's it's something that people like me and mo have to deal with you know our whole lives and these issues have been, you know, ongoing throughout. You know, as you were saying, centuries. Um, so I don't think my life has changed. It's just now that, as I said before, there's a little momentum in terms of all this. So you got to, you know, you can't stop once there's momentum. You got to, you know, take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree with Miles. I think for me, it's of course I'm I'm not from from the U.S., so I've only just recently been exposed to this. But it 's just allowed me to become like, more mindful of things, and uh, the cutthroat um, kind of world that we live in over here in the uS. you know one mistake or not even a mistake, really, and you can lose your life, so it 's just allowed me to to just you know become more aware, become more educated and to just kind of listen and learn and try to, to be the best person I can be, um, because you know i don't think we get the credit. That we deserve as black people in this country no matter if you're an athlete or not you know people love you on the field and they cheer for you they buy your jersey but when you're on the on the street you're, you're just another black guy you know so it's for us you just uh, to just for me personally it's just that I became more mindful of, of the whole situation and what goes on here
1: have either of you been exposed to racism uh direct racism I guess within the sport on the field from an opposing player or, or an opposing fan
2: I have when I was in uh, Europe. So when I was in England, we went to a tournament in Spain and I got called you know, a monkey and I got spat at and all this stuff. And even the other day on social media, some guy came at me. But it's just, I mean, it's I, like I, I did, one of my quotes in an article was, you know, I feel safe when, when um, I walk by a cop in England or, you know, they say hi and they ask me how my day was. But in the US, I feel intimidated. So he, he just tweeted me like, um, are you still hiding in the bushes? Are you scared to come out because a big, big walked uh, by you or something? So it's just, um, oh, Lord. yeah, it just kind of makes me think, you know, like we're just trying to raise awareness and, and kind of speak our mind and for people to understand what we go through. But I guess some individuals think, you know, it's a joke. So yeah. it takes us a couple of steps back, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I think raising is pretty much everywhere. Like it happens on the field. I, for me Personally, I feel like when I was younger, I feel like maybe I just took it in more, or like situations I I remember more. But um, now, close to like playing in the MLS, I haven't uh, experienced much um, so far, I believe. But like maybe it's just because I'm brushing it off because I'm like used to it. Um, I think in in times like this, now you can like take a step back and like really like think back of what's happened before in your career and maybe like give a a little more thought towards um, situations that will occur as well. But yeah, yeah, racism definitely happens.
1: Oh man. Uh, Within the name of the organization, it says of MLS, are, are there discussions for the same type of coalition in some of the other leagues that are y'all aware or have you spoken to some of the athletes in the other sports?
2: Mm, Not that I'm aware of to be honest. Yeah.
1: Uh, going back to those essays and going back to something you mentioned, Mo, uh, one of the players, uh, Toronto's Achara, said, I didn't know I was black until I came to North America, uh, which yeah. is a pretty powerful statement. I know it's it's been a book title. It, it's been used in essays and other things uh, throughout the years. It's not something I'd ever come across uh, until I saw that. But is that a similar experience for you, Mo, or, or what does that mean to you?
2: Yeah, for me, growing up in in, in, in England, um, like the neighbourhood that I've, I was from, a council estate, so not a very wealthy area, of course. I uh, know my neighbours: some were white, some were Indians, some are black, some are you know Chinese, and it was just a multicultural environment. And all my friends were from different backgrounds. So you know, I've grew, when, the way I grew up was when I see someone, I don't you know see like a skin colour or or you know refer them to, to a certain I don't know like group. You know, they're just human beings, regular people, right? Um, So I I think it was, you know, once going back to the quote that you'd mentioned, it's not only now when you come to the U.S., you see that, you know, when you see someone, you see a race, you see them as a threat, you see them as he could be dangerous, you know, and you label them. That's what it is. I think it's just labeling someone. Um, And I've not come across that. I've never felt like that over in in England, but now – going back to like the limited opportunities there are for black people, I think that's what comes with it, right?
1: Miles, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, wait, what was the question again? It, it, was, it wasn't it was
1: really a question so much as it was a statement made by Toronto's Achara that he didn't oh, know he was black until he came to North America.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like when you just look at American history, it's also black history, um, how um, black people were treated mistreated throughout the centuries and stuff like that but um like Mo said for me personally I grew up in a fairly white neighborhood so I was always looked at as the black kid you know Mm -hmm. um uh and that can be difficult sometimes you know like and I'm obviously good at sports and stuff like that so I'm the athletic black kid um and just being stereotyped like that is something um that happens daily everywhere you go but um Yeah, it's just the history of America. And that's what I think um, Americans have to understand. And you can't um, turn your shoulder to it. You have to face it head on or else you're part of the issue, I believe.
1: What role have we, the media journalists, played in, I guess, uh, furthering these issues that African-Americans face?
0: Like negatively or positively? Uh,
1: Either way, way, however you you see or feel
0: it. I mean, I think the media has a massive, massive role um, because it's up to you guys to sway opinions, um, change thoughts behind matters and stuff like that. Um, uh, and media is a massive part of uh, this whole country. Um, so I think it's, it's up to putting, up to you guys to put a positive message out there in terms of equality and injustices um, that go on daily rather than trying to like turn your shoulder um try to you know give excuses to why it happened oh you know like uh Rashard Brooks tased the cop um he deserved to die then no he didn't he was running away without a gun um and he got shot in the back twice it's it's just like you you have to put perspective behind everything I think
2: yeah and for me I think you know the media plays a huge part I think um in terms of positive and negative. I remember a couple of weeks ago I saw something on, on social media and I think it was Drew Brees where he had hit like his opinion in terms of like taking a knee and then one of the the female reporters was like, you know, let him voice his opinion, that's okay. Everyone's allowed to, you know, have their opinion in terms of politics. But when LeBron James had a say in the past, it was like, Shut up and dribble, you know, mm-hmm. stay out of this. So it puts him in a bad light as to what he's saying is completely irrelevant, whereas Drew Brees is allowed to have his take in in something that's you know or in a something that's extremely like sensitive I think in today's you know uh, world Um, so for him to just or for the media to just kind of sway one way or another when they choose to is just not fair to people because it makes LeBron James look as though his opinion is irrelevant whereas he's allowed to voice his opinion just as much as anyone
1: yeah this is the last question about all this that I have for you And it might be the most important because I kind of think I think it gets to the purpose of the coalition and everything that's going on. Uh, One of my stepsons is African-American. He was adopted while his parents lived in Kenya. He came here as a little boy at a young age. This is kind of the America he knows what has been going on now. Uh, He's only 15. Um, What advice do you have for him about being a young black man in this country? And, and advice for me and for him about him being a young black man in this country.
2: <laughs> <left>? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, I the, mean, yeah. This is a, this is a tough one because uh, I think first of all you have to almost know someone to give them advice. Um, yeah. I could talk all. You know, I mean, you could talk always about what to do when you're pulled over, um, how to act when you know a police officer is walking towards you or just a white woman in the street, Um, maybe, you know, take off your hoodie when you go into a building, you know, stuff like this. I could talk about that, but uh, I think it's, it's tough. Um, It's tough to give advice when, uh, I don't know. I think it's a tough question.
2: Yeah. For me, it's just, you know, allow him to, to, I mean, with what's going on right now, I think it's, he sees it firsthand in terms of, um, being mindful of things and learning and kind of experiencing how people feel about certain things in this moment in time with all the protests and stuff like that. But I think it also makes him more aware of, of you know, positions that he may be in, I think, in the future and how to respond to those. But, you know, I think for any kid, I think you have to be educated in terms of, you know, hate can't drive out hate, right? So if they're racist towards black people, it doesn't mean you have to be racist back. Um, so I think, you know, love one another and just be mindful of, of who you are as a person, of course, and the obstacles that you may face. But, you know, you don't need to be somebody else. You know, you're a black man. So that's something that you should, you should you know, I don't want to say weigh with pride, but just, you know, use use it to who you are. I think it's your advantage because, you know, there's no, we're, we're not inferior just because we're black. We should all be proud and, and use that to go to the next level.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. And is there anything yeah. that y'all, oh, I'm sorry, Miles, were you saying something?
0: Yeah, like I, yeah, like Mo was saying, you got to teach love instead of hate because I feel like, throughout the world and also in America, lots of places, they, they try to teach hate um, rather than love, but that's what I was going to say. That's a
1: pretty good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. Uh, is there anything that y'all want to to say uh, as we wrap up the podcast, anything that is important to you that you want people to know about yourselves or, or the coalition or, or anything?
0: Uh, no, I don't, I I, I got nothing else.
2: Okay, I mean, for me, it's just keep the momentum going. You know, I think there's no point in, in working this hard and then kind of taking your foot off the gas just because you know you've made a couple of points. I think it's something that's going to be a, a long term process and a journey, but we won't stop till we, we feel like we we treat equally, I guess.
1: And how how do people find y'all on
2: social media? Uh, Instagram, at Instagram at Twitter, underscore
0: at, miles robinson and at <laughs> underscore miles
1: and the black uh, the black players coalition of mls is on twitter um if you want to follow it on twitter uh there's also been statements of support from both mls and the major league soccer players association again i want to thank mo adams i want to thank miles robinson i want to thank Atlanta united uh for taking the time to let y'all speak about this uh i truly appreciate it and uh, i wish y'all well and i hope to see you soon at the training ground or at the stadium or somewhere soon (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) hopefully.